Hey everybody, it's OG Willikers, and you know where you're at. That's right, Ra Ra Room Radio Podcast. What's up? Episode 26, here we go. We've got fellow State of the Mingo bandmate Taylor Osborne in the house, and other fellow State of the Mingo bandmate Celia Luce. We've invited her in here today to talk about her art and herself, her goals, and to give her a chance to describe what she does in her own words. I'm super excited to talk to her because she is an amazing artist, and I've wanted to get her on this show since the beginning, but we couldn't figure out how to do an episode about a visual artist on a music podcast. But we figured it out. If you heard episode 24 with Max Klugerbell, you saw we tried our new format, and it worked pretty well. So what we're going to do is take breaks during our conversation to play some music from local artists who submitted their tracks to me. I'm pretty stoked on that lineup as well. We've got Peru-born Santa Fe artist Jasper Rumi. We got Slop Face Killer from Los Alamos. Fellow Outstanding Citizens Collective members Kay Benali and Let's Just Be. And I think I heard a little something about my boy Wolfman Jack dropping a mixtape. So as a final bonus, if you listen to the whole episode, I'm gonna treat you all to some biscuits. My name is Jasper Rumi. I'm from Santa Fe, but I was born in Huaraz, Peru. The song you're about to play is called Better at Home. It's from an EP I dropped a couple months ago called Calm Down and Smell the Roses. It features Miriam Cass on vocals, Tom Watts on guitar, and Dave Weeks on trumpet. Thanks to OG Willikers for having me. Bounce! Special co-host, Taylor Osborne, a.k.a. Professor Cornelius, a.k.a. Shitty Tom Waits. Yeah, uh, say hello. What? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Yep, present. Um, and we are here with... Celia Luce, a.k.a. at Archismo. Yep, she's the real one we're here for. Um, we got some dogs in the room and popcorn. It's great. Hot day, we got the door open. We got some organic Santa Fe air coming in to the rah rah room. It's fresh. It's fresh. Dig that fresh mountain air. <laughs> well, Celia, will you uh, share a little bit about yourself? 
I like chocolate. Long nice. walks on the beach. <laughs> Long walks to the bar. I like pina coladas. <laughs> Taking walks in the rain. Uh, sometimes I do like yoga. And, and I do drink champagne. But mainly I'm an artist and a mom. But really I'm an artist. <laughs> artist first, um, a multimedia, mixed media, uh, multidimensional artist. That's awesome. So we have the challenge of having a visual artist on an audio podcast. So um, describe your art perfectly for our guests. <laughs> just like, yeah, just walk us through a painting. Perfectly. Just like, like I want everyone to be walking well, with I, the Okay, I started image. doing cartoons and comic books, actually. I was really, really influenced by the Marvel Universe. I collected a shit ton of X-Men comic books. Yeah. Um, what was it about X-Men specifically that drew you in? Rogue. Rogue, rogue specifically. <laughs> Dang, she's, she's could be a rogue. Weren't you rogue, rogue for Halloween? I was rogue for Halloween once. We'll get there. We'll it get was, there. That was kick-ass. This was many um, years before that. <laughs> but I really started practicing uh, different styles and techniques of comic book artists. Um Eventually, that evolved, uh, and I went to the School of Visual Arts, and I studied cartooning and illustration. And in the first year that I was there, I took painting and perspective, and those two classes kind of shifted my direction. Um, I also decided I did not want to make comic books for a living. I love them, but wasn't wasn't really what I wanted to do professionally. That kind of, that kind of schedule. I, you know, being a comic book nerd myself, it's like they gotta ha they have to have those out every month. Yeah. All the pages, all the panels. I feel like that's a lot of pressure. It's also rigid. good art. And I realized that I would always be doing somebody else's work or story or idea. Mm -hmm. um, I really wanted to do my own thing. And I wasn't really sure what my own thing was. And then I came to Santa Fe and I thought I would be here for two years, finish college, um, and go back to New York City. And it's 14 years later. I definitely never imagined I'd be a photographer or a mixed media artist. Um, but I love it. I discovered myself here creatively. This it's is a, an amazing place. It's a very Santa Fe story. I mean, like everybody, <laughs> like everybody I talk it's to. It's not is, a really Celia Luce story. It's, it's, a it's a very Santa Fe story. What is everybody I talk to is like, yeah. I mean, like I was on my way to Los Angeles and I got a flat tire and that was 25 years ago, um, <laughs> and and now I own an alpaca ranch. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's not a llama ranch. I don't know anybody who like. I don't know a lot of people who just like decided to move here. And then moved here. And the people who I do know who did that, like, don't really last all that long. It's, it seems like the people who end up here ended up here by mistake. Yeah, and you shouldn't come here for staying. a state job. For a state job? Yeah, you should come here for, I don't know, for an experience. Who is Celia post Santa Fe change? Well, I do a lot of mixed media now. So... I guess you can say I've taken everything I learned in my foundation year at the School of Visual Arts in my one semester at the community college here in Santa Fe, perspective, illustration, negative space, 
and apply that to photography. I came here, and when I came here, I had a really serious artist block. Um, and I didn't illustrate or color or paint for about five years. And in that time, I bought a camera. So I've actually never taken a photography class. I have no idea how to develop film. I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, <laughs> I have a great appreciation for it. But uh, I think my art now starts with a photograph. And it goes through an editing process, um, usually with Snapseed or Photoshop or Lightroom. Love and that Snapseed. I love that Snapseed. Um, then it's printed on paper or canvas because I really like texture. I also experiment with printing on glass. Ooh. And there's always a layer of glaze or acrylic um, or some illustrative element on top. So by the end of it, it doesn't look like a photograph at all. Um, it's really hard to tell that it ever started there. I think that's what I like about your stuff, though, is like, I mean, my photographic training was definitely a lot more formal. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I don't know, my photographs look like photographs. Um, and the thing I like about yours and the thing I like, I mean, it's 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 the same when you hear a musician who's self-taught or you, you know, is is there's there's less of uh, sorry, the dogs are oh, going crazy. Um, yeah, there's I don't know, there's there's less there's less rigidity there. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I just I feel like photographs are something separate for me. And, and the thing I like about your work is that that you you're able to incorporate photography into this broader spectrum of media. And, and I think that's what sets you apart from everyone. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do what you do. Thank you. Which is super cool. That's a really, really great compliment. Thank you. I think that's also exactly why it's funny, um, why I don't get representation. Because you only, like, you look like you? <laughs> you don't look like anything else? Because people don't, I don't know, there's this reluctance uh, against digital art, digital media, digital photography, post-processing. And in the traditional gallery for photography setting, I don't really fit in. In Santa Fe, I don't really fit in uh, in terms of my art because it's, it's not that niche. It's not the Meow Wolf niche. It's not the Canyon Road niche. You don't do, yeah, I mean, you don't do pastels of cowboys and you don't do installations. So nope. where does that Whoa. leave you? Um, Any buffaloes it, <clears throat> atop a mesa? <laughs> no. That's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's so. That's an interesting, that's an interesting observation, and I wonder if the way people sort of feel about digital manipulation now, if they didn't feel that about photography a hundred years ago, or uh, rock and roll, or one hundred and fifty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or rock and roll. Sure, I mean, but but I think even I mean, rock and roll was still considered music. I mean, I think it was considered bad music. <laughs> uh, by a lot of people, whereas I mean, whereas it? I think photographers had to fight to to just have their not even have it respected, but just have it acknowledged as as art, right? Um, and I don't know I don't know if the 
that struggles coming full circle now that you know that's been established for a hundred years and now it's like oh well you do this on a computer clearly um you know where where before it was maybe oh well you're not painting this so you know clearly this is this takes no skill you're not worthy yeah and so it's yeah it's almost like less than right it's really fascinating um, too how many people will be like what camera do you use your camera takes such great photos <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't I let you your borrow it for a day? Takes such... <laughs> oh, is it, is wow. it your And half iPhone? the time it's your iPhone, yeah. Half <laughs> the time whatever. it is my I've iPhone. Seen you, seen uh, 150% of the time, it's my vision. <laughs> oh, of course. But, but yeah. your uh, medium is iPhone, essentially. That's great. iPhone, well, I mean, and, and I have an icon. I take much better photos on my cam on my phone than, than the like, real camera I have. It's That's... something to do with the limitation, I kind of think. I think it's also the accessibility. Um, having something like an iPhone or an Android with a phone, you know, a smartphone, uh, just means that you can, you're readily available to shoot a moment when it happens or when it occurs or as it's occurring. Um, maybe just after it happened. You're, it's just it leaves you so much more available to capture something. I mean, and I run around or ran around New York City recently, which is where I'm from, y'all. Brooklyn. Brooklyn Betty in the house. <laughs> um, well, there is something to be said for being able to do street photography discreetly. While um, carrying a two-and-a-half-year-old. You definitely get different different <laughs> images with a phone than you do with a, with a, a camera. big, clunky camera. But, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. when somebody wants to talk about gear, for me, I mean, it's always like, it's a giveaway that, I don't know, not that it's not worth my time, but it's sort of like, it's, it's not the most, inter you know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you should be able to, you should, as a photographer, you should be able to... Mm, take a, a coffee can and a sheet of photo paper and be able to make a compelling image. I right? love I mean, pinholes. If you're, yeah, and if you're, I mean, if you're a visual artist, you know, what can you do with a pencil mm -hmm. and, a, and a sheet of printer paper, right? And so that, that to me is, hmm. is where, what's most interesting. So, you know, talking about, I mean, it's fine. I love gear, but I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily my priority. I think that's because for you and me, it's about like Andy Warhol put it best, art is what artists make. And so I think for you and me, it's about the image or idea, the moment captured, um, the aesthetic of the painting, the artist's vision versus how they got there. Right. In order to, yeah, achieve it. Um, and I guess that's where, you know, some people I can understand might not appreciate what I do with photography, you know, because for them, Ansel Adams is the shit. And I understand. I, he's an amazing influence of mine, too. But um, I'm also really happy I don't do what he does. He already did it. <laughs> And he did it pretty damn fucking good. Well, nobody else needs to, yeah. And then yeah. you gotta make your mark. Yeah. yeah. What is your what is your vision? Well, Ansel Adams, I mean, he's just a weird he's a weird case anyway. Well, no, I mean it's just <laughs> like he, artist isn't <laughs> he made like he wrote he wrote the rules though, right? And so it's it's sort of like I mean it's you know, he he did the the zone system and the you know, I mean there there's so much that wasn't codified before he showed up that now it's almost like as a photographer you 
you sort of, you almost distinguish yourself by what you do differently, how you deviate from the rules that he set up. So, how do I, mean, I photograph this completely differently than com somebody else? I mean, comparing your photography to Ansel Adams is sort of like comparing your band to the Beatles. Well, I'm not, yeah. It's just like you can't do it. Like, <laughs> I just think they're two um, different aesthetics. Yeah, no, know, totally. I mean, what I get what you're saying I, yeah, for sure. Like, I can see how somebody who appreciates the authenticity of what he did. Mm -hmm. With film yeah. and, and you know his negatives and his developing and yeah, it's the eye of the beholder too. <laughs> like a really good friend. Not of, the eye of the tiger. <laughs> it's also the a good friend of mine who's deep, a photographer deep, deep. takes photos you know properly. <laughs> uh, you know he uses a camera and they look very nice. He wears and a they tie and... and they look realistic. You know and it looks like what he's taking a picture of. So the art isn't in the gear or the way it's edited the art is in the actual image he captured and so i was kind of i the, what i do is i take pictures on my phone and i edit edit them really crazy sometimes i'll desaturate areas and hypersaturate others or um impose other images over them or just do whatever and kind of make it pop and more more com you know i'm a huge comic book fan you know i think that's a big part of it and you know it's like surreal yeah, i've seen your stuff you like a lot of contrast you like a lot of saturation like it looks like a comic book yeah you know sure. you know what i'm saying it's cool and so my buddy is like well that's not that's not photography and i'm like well <laughs> i'm not like comparing myself i'm just saying because your like, buddy is totally qualified to define that well, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm, you know, it's I want to meet him. I've all, yeah. But it's just apparently <laughs> the authority on, on what is like, a photograph. But, you know, it's just uh, a matter of what we all kind of deem, like, acceptable. And in a way, his point is, like, anyone can now just mess with um, filters and make any photo look super cool. And it kind of that's diminishes. That's just not true, though. I mean, that's just, like... There are a lot of colorblind people out there that can't... No, yeah, I guess that's good. Oh, no. <laughs> but my first more like advertisement. Or just people um, that don't understand composition or perspective or. Uh, well, not no. only that, but there's it's... a lot of things and layers, emotions, and um, there's a lot of things that go into making something that's aesthetically pleasing or not, but still moving or affects people or invokes emotion. Yeah. There, I think that there are certain, there are certain media. That is how you would say it. There are certain media uh, where there's this sort of bias uh, among um, the public um, that it's sort of like, well, this has less value because if I really wanted to, I could do this in my garage. I just need the right gear. You know, I've got a friend who's a who's a audio engineer, and it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, he's like, it's, and he's amazing at what he does. He's incredible. And he's, he's spent, you know, the last decade and a half perfecting his craft. Um, and he said, it's, it's an uphill battle talking to bands because they're like, well, why should we hire you? And we can just do this. Like we can get pro tools and we can get, um, and I feel like photography is similar. How he started yeah. though. <laughs> well, right. And it's like, and yeah. And, and, and he's like, yeah, sure. Like, okay. It. Like do it. I mean, that's fine. Right. Or take a picture with your iPhone and like. But I feel like, like photography, like photographers have a similar struggle, which is no matter what it is, whether it's fine art or whether it's somebody who's like, why would I need to hire a photographer for my wedding? I've got an iPhone. Yeah, I think <laughs> like, a huge part of my job 
is convincing people that I can get the job done before they have a visual. If we're if we're talking that kind of photography, you know, portraiture, um, creative or traditional. Uh, before you take somebody's picture, you're basically going on the faith and hoping that they're also going on the faith that they've viewed your portfolio and they like you enough to trust that you're going to get the job done in the way that they want. Um, a huge part of that kind of work is communication. But yeah, I guess obviously like the more creative I can be or the more creative freedom I have, the better the, the outcome. The less I feel constrained by by lines. I think we were talking about this earlier. I hate You're coloring inside the lines. Well, it's, it's <laughs> funny, but, and, I, and I wasn't talking about... Um, no, but we're, yeah. You know, wedding photography specific. But it, but it is interesting because I didn't, I didn't, until now, until like we started having this conversation, I didn't realize that you found it to be such a struggle to, to sell your work. I mean, not not literally sell it, but but you know, sell the idea of it to to people that you know to to convince people that like this is, yes, it is digital, but it's still, and I had no because I I just assume that like, like what I do is like pretty traditional photography, um, and what you do is it's there there's so many other facets to it. I mean, there's there's digital, there's paint, there's you know, and I just I sort of assume that people would get that a lot easier than you're saying they kind of do. I think there's this general idea that um, things shot in film are of better quality. And I often get inquiries about my work or questions about how I do my work. And almost everybody that um, contacts me assumes that I have a studio, that I have a dark room, and that I work mostly with film and mostly with a professional SLR. Have you just, have you felt tempted to just do that? I mean, not to do it, but just to tell them, just be like, yeah, actually what I do is I shoot slide film. Uh, and, I mean, have you just like... Uh, like this podcast is being actually, it's on tape. We're using reel to reel to make this podcast mm. right now. People ask me that all the time. And the You're answer's gonna yes. You're going to cut and splice it. The and then... yes. <laughs> Nothing digital. SoundCloud. That's um, actually <laughs> we're on a wax cylinder, right? It's not authentic unless you're doing your podcast on one of those Edison oh. wax cylinders, right? So yes, it's like actually, you're even. That's you're still cheating. Dang it, we're um. getting. We're, that's, we're trying to upgrade. <laughs> we're, we're working on the upgrade. Um, Anyhow, yeah. it is weird. I mean, it's it's weird that like I don't know. I mean, I and I like I mixed chemistry and like personally, I'm happy that I don't have to anymore. Um, and I'm like one of those, I was definitely one of those snobs where I was like, yeah, like, uh, like digital, whatever, like, okay, you do that and I'm going to make real photographs. Um, and you know, once I, once I started shooting digital, I was like, oh, like it's the same thing, but easier. Um, you just spend, it's, it's just, there's, you spend more, you can spend more time focusing on the image. Um, yeah, you which can I really edit like as about. you go. You can edit as you go. You can, yeah. I mean, there there's so many more, and and I'd love to keep shooting film. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, I can't afford it. Um, I I think that there's definitely something to be said for it, but um, but I think digital is great. I mean, I think it's it's 
there's nothing you can do at this point with digital that you can't do with film? Or is it the other way around? <laughs> I think you get what I'm trying to say. Though. And vice versa. Can't do with digital that you can do with film. Can't do with film that you can't do with digital. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's... it's. I think it still, yeah, goes back to it's about the vision and the idea and the image and the moment and the emotion, the combination of all of those things or some of those things that an artist is trying to get across. Um, and I don't know, I've had a lot of uphill battles with people who I think a lot of people recognize me as a photographer and I consider myself an artist. And so I consider most of what I do mixed media. I definitely do photography. Um, there are moments that I like to capture, like landscapes. I mean, New Mexico is absolutely amazing. Um, do you think a part of it is because your social media is where a lot of people experience your work and you have your phone, so you're taking pictures? And people are <laughs> like, oh, she's a photographer. Look at her. <laughs> As an artist. She's a photographer. I mean, also, I'm a photographer at a gallery. I do content. Uh, creation for a lot of artists and some restaurants in town. You just do um, what's needed to be done in the creative realm. I just need to be creative. You just gotta get I it just out need to create you know. every day. Yeah. That's what I like. I about need to you. make something every day. I do make something every day. I make a lot of shit every day, actually. Um, and I don't know. I think a lot of artists also sometimes argue that. Um, it kind of saturates you and I don't really give a shit. I'm not, I don't think my aim is to be some multi-million dollar mega brand. I think my aim is to communicate and that's the best way I know how is to make stuff. Well, you do an awesome job at it. You Thank really you. Do. I think that's what I like about you though. It's like you're like the medium is irrelevant to you. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think that's kind of how I think that's actually what Zach and I were talking about when I was being there's interviewed. No medium. Was there's no medium? Yeah, I mean they're they're kind of isn't all over the I spectrum. Like, I just yeah, <laughs> I was like I don't you know I don't really distinguish between photography and circuit bending really on a day to day you know I mean so I carved a wand. Yeah, you know I I was like I was like here's a piece of wood. Fuck it. Well, um, right, and most like, people have no idea that I also play piano and guitar. And was in a band with you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, we're all of the mingo. pretty much all over the spectrum. Yeah, just <laughs> creatively. Three fifteenths of the band are right here. I think actually three fifteenths. <laughs> what was it now? Twelve or was it seven percent? Was it now twelve percent more female with Brooklyn Betty? I don't think we did. I thought you were going to say it was Brooke. I was like, I don't think Brooke was ever actually. No, old Dirty Money was never an official part of the band. Uh, he was, he was like know, the hype guy. Before we get too crazy Don't into the music hype. days, which I would love to talk about, <laughs> let's play some. Uh, we got to do a, com a commercial break from our musical sponsor. This is Slopface Killer. You're listening to the sounds of Ra Ra Room Radio. Big ups to OG Willikers. Representing the Atomic City, Los Alamos, New Mexico, all the way to Santa Fe, to Albuquerque. The song you're about to hear is called Shifted Odd Oddities from the Duality EP released last year. It's a song that's about the music scene and how everything on the radio just sounds recycled and mundane. Kind of, uh, you know, breaking outside of those lines and 
thinking outside the box for a concept on a track. Anyways, enjoy. Ra Ra Radio. It's all kind of nostalgic and trabolic in our distances, especially when the vinyl is so symbolic. From a fair shadow change that is protoplasmic, all four elements beside oplasm haphazard, hyperbaric, synaptic, systematic, drastic shift your perception on a course. Skull and crossbones to the core. I'm dedicated to the egalitarian of a break of life's chances contort. Absorb through the discourse force, apex storm, and a secret fort while you hug it a court for support. I've been there through those frosty and blues. Got a whole new attitude. I'm digging for one narrative of the puzzling aspects of what I need to try to improve. Infuse truth and attributes, use this tools. Concrete set in the groove and through life's new changes and challenges of what I could do. Tell them on the jewels and let's disturb the balance imbued. Permeate with hobbies, habitual, confuse confidence with content. Render Caligula, grandiose, violent is the stigma. Written on the wall with the audios and the index fingertip trace with hate stained the toast. Commemorative barge bargains on your travel home. Decorative change larkins, that's a raffle of a warrior oath on a stone's throat. Painted that same disdained odyssey as you hold. Taking a chance to change one step at a time, let's break the mold. Welcome back. We're here with Celia. What, what? And Taylor. Hey. And fucking Taylor. So Taylor's an artist too, as, as we were saying earlier. That never really came up earlier too much, but. I don't know, are you an artist, Taylor, or are you a photographer? Yeah, what are you? What that? What are you? Oh. Only you define you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't like. I've never really thought of myself as much of anything. I don't know. I I, uh, <laughs> I make cool stuff. I, I mean, I try to make cool stuff. I don't know. I mean, I think, but that's what we were talking. We were talking about medium before, right? And I think that that's like. I think that that's where you and I one of the reasons we get along so well uh, creatively for sure but maybe also personally is because I don't I don't know that I don't know that we feel as restricted by medium as uh, as other people so I don't know I mean would you consider me an artist uh, also would you not consider photographers to be artists since you drew a distinction between those two things I do. I wondered how you defined yourself. Oh. Um, like a stallion. <laughs> a stallion. I'm a stallion. Who takes photographs. And, and, and to learn more, uh, <laughs> refer to episode 13 of Raw Raw Room Radio Podcast with OG Willikers. And get a large cup of coffee or a six-pack of beer, depending on the you, time of day. I just watch you plug yourself. I plug it all the time. It's a little indecent. See this grin. Um, I don't know. So you, so, so you consider yourself an artist? Yeah. Um, Zach, do you consider yourself an artist? I was actually plugging you <laughs> at the same time. This is all very entertaining to watch. Yes, uh, yes, I'm an artist. Um, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I guess that makes me an artist. Artists plugging each other. Uh, <laughs> that's what we do. That's, it's, it's, that's the name it's of episode community. twenty-six. Episode twenty-six. Artists artist plugging plug. each other. Plugature. <laughs> um, that's the last beer for me. Am I the only one drinking? Yeah. No. I'm yeah. just like getting progressively more drunk. 
Of, that's what happens when you continue to, to drink. drink. <laughs> this is actually now a science podcast. <laughs> How well can Taylor metabolize ethanol? <laughs> the world may never know. Uh, oh, anyway, Celia, let's talk about yeah. you. This is your episode. It's mine, all mine. It's all yours. Yeah, what's up? What's up? What you got? I don't know. I can hear the cars outside, the sun is setting, the dogs are resting, Taylor's drinking too much. <laughs> this is her process. Um, She's a, it's another night in Santa This Bay. is my process. Getting, These are all the things that occur setting. to me before I take a photograph. Taylor's drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, that night in New York. Um, <laughs> Hey, let's keep We're, this general interest night for the Bank listeners, Taylor. Jeez, you. But we went to New York and found amazing inspiration. Or I refound, rediscovered. Uh, can I discover something that's already been there? Not so much. Um, I fell in love with the city again. And it's been 14 years since I've lived back in New York. And I'm ready to go back. Um, it's changed in ways that I love and just like, just like yesterday, it's, it's always teeming with artists and creatives and people and inspiration and things happening and things to do and things to not do, but still be inspired by. I can't explain it. The city has a life of its own. And <laughs> there's a lot of things to not do in New York. If you have nothing to fucking do in New York city, it's your own damn fault. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't have much money. As long as it's not freezing. Uh, it's a weather. pretty amazing place to be. That's the one yeah. restraint. Um, but I think it really uh, inspired me to, to push myself creatively and to push my career. Um, so I want to go back and create more work from a different perspective. I think living here in Santa Fe for 14 years has changed the way that I photograph and think about New York, the way that I want to represent it, or um, I don't know. The way it makes me feel inside is really good. It's warm and fuzzy. Um, warm and fuzzy, New York. The concept of, I think Zach brought it up briefly and maybe by accident but the concept of change is interesting um, and and it's the New, only constant New York and, New York and well I mean Santa Fe's basically been the same for 400 years um, it's it, changed a lot in the 14 years I've been here it hasn't yeah um, well it's weird I mean I don't know I mean I guess being from here I don't notice it as I mean do you have you I think there like are younger people. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a lot more interesting now, like to be young. The rail yard district now, is coming up. You know, not too old to be young, but I'm old enough to remember before all the breweries opened up and Meow Wolf came out, and there was like stuff to do. I remember when the rail yard was really a rail yard back in the day with mud and train tracks. Um, I mean, that was cool. I mean, we still drank of, beer there. It's just like Second Street wasn't there. We, we just drank movie theaters. And, oh. Cool. We could use more venues always. That's a forever struggle. That hasn't changed. I mean, so like instead of a brewery, 
you just like drank a 40 and instead of a movie theater you just watch homeless people have sex yeah same thing (laughs) 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 that's a Friday night when you're 16 years old in Santa Fe yeah the old warehouse 21 in 2003 yeah or whatever it was yeah the old warehouse 21 was an actual warehouse uh huh and Um, we were under 21 and we were under 21 (laughs) Um, there was, there were a couple of like, I do remember that there were a couple of like skeezy dudes who were like as old as we are now. Just like, could you imagine like going to warehouse now? Um, and I would, if the bands were that good. Yeah. Sometimes there were some great bands. Nobody's band is that good in high school. No, but I don't know. There were touring bands. There were touring bands. Yeah. We, um, actually... We opened for Avenged Sevenfold. You like did? A, yeah. What? Yeah, we opened, yeah. My, my like, shitty high school band opened for Avenged Sevenfold, like, before they were anybody. Like, I sat on, like, the back of their van and after the set and, like, drank a beer with them. Um, <laughs> and, like, and I didn't, I mean, I didn't think that they were very good. I still don't um, think that still they're very good. But it was weird. I mean, it was weird, like, like. Three or four years later, They're I remember, my like... guests next week, guys. I'd be... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, my, my, uh, like, my, my girlfriend's roommate had the VMAs on, and they were like, Avenge Sevenfold. I was like, no shit. Like, that's like, um, yeah, it was really weird. It was a, that was a weird, yeah, we opened for Avenge Sevenfold, and... It's too bad you um, didn't open for them at the VMAs. Uh, yeah, well, you know, um... Did we ever open for anybody? Yeah, we opened for RJD2. That was yeah. before you joined. That was our um, our greatest show. There was. Uh, Where were you in the band? What actually? was that? There was that like Wu Tang Clan member that wasn't actually in the Wu Tang Clan. What was that all about? Yeah, that... wasn't that the night that guy got stabbed? Am I conflating two separate which, shows? Which time? What about the nights you guys you were both wild. punched in the eye? Those were also different. I think we nights. talked about this. I know last those time were different nights too. But yep. um, you got punched as Batman. Yep. Don't dress he, like Batman unless you're gonna be we talked treated about, like Batman. We talked about like like <laughs> Zach's story about that is so much better than mine because you know, mine is just like I was taking a leak in an alley and like this guy just like walked up and punched me in the face and then. Well, ran didn't off. you didn't That's you Zach? heckle him during our our show? That's weird. Uh yeah. Okay, so the, the but he was being story, an asshole. Also, well, you don't punch like, somebody and run. No, man. Tacky. You punch somebody. I don't know what you do when you just like I don't. I mean, well, I you punch someone, you better expect to fight them. I, I don't like, think you I feel punch like just them like and run. Walking up and punching somebody is tacky, though. I mean, well, like, yeah, like it's kind of a form of cowardice. There, there's not a lot of classy ways to punch somebody in the face, but that's definitely like no. But you should own your choice, and I'm gonna punch you, bro. Uh, yeah, face <laughs> the consequence head on. No, I mean, yeah, I actually found the guy who punched me in the face. It was, it was quite classy. And you bought him a beer. No, I'm just kidding. He was like a <laughs> young homeless man with a ripped, like, denim. He looked like Victor Zaz, if you're familiar with Batman villains. Oh, the scars? Yeah, the scars. Yeah, well, he had tattoos on uh-huh. his face. Tattoos of scars? Well, they were That's lines. That's a really weird decision. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> He's bald. He was bald. And he, he decided aggro. to take on Batman. Yeah. Zaz I, is a weird guy. I won, I'd say. I mean, he drew blood, but I knocked oh, him down. So Did that's, you really? But I did run away. 
That's what but I it's was. Because his friends were coming, I was wearing fucking tights. Like I'm not fighting some guy. So that's what I was tights. gonna say. Is like Zach's story. Well, so you were cool Batman and not Robin like, Hood. I got punched in the face, taking a leak in an alley, and the guy ran off. And Zach was like, Zach came out. This was like before the show. Mine was after. And mm-hmm. Zach came and was just like, yeah. He like tried to assault me, and so I like like swung my cape at him. So um, I went bam, boom, crash, crash, pow. pow. <laughs> that's pretty dope. Yeah, man, there was a lot of... R.I.P. Adam West. Weird. He's still alive, right? No. What? Oh, my God, you pulled... Adam West just passed away. When? This year. This summer. Fuck off. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. Oh. That sucks. Can we dedicate this episode to Adam West? Every episode's dedicated. I can't believe you didn't... How did you miss that memo? I had no idea. We're going to let Taylor process that bad news for a minute. In the meantime, we're going to play another dope track. Hey, what's up? This is Kay Benali. And let's just be. And you're, you're listening, listening to Ra Ra Room Radio. Let's go. Oh, oh. took but we have been here the whole time they have me locked up in a cage (laughs) that is false (laughs) 
cage is in your mind, man. <laughs> the cage is in my mind. But here we are in Santa Fe, reminiscing of the good old days when we were all in a band together. And we played um, in <laughs> Nick's basement, as Taylor <laughs> likes to refer to the underground. That's what it is. And Corazon. Nick's basement. Oh, the dead days after Corazon. The Corazon. Have you guys been to Paloma? I have not. I am glad that it's at finally a really good establishment or something that I want to frequent. So they're not like sponsoring this at all, but <laughs> fucking go to Paloma. <laughs> it's it's real. I miss I miss the Cortisone. Well, um, for that matter, fucking go to but, Dolina for breakfast, and Dolina. then fucking go to Paloma. If, and, um, and, and while you're there, know. reminisce about when you danced and got drunk. Or smoked a doobie outside, <laughs> and it was Cotazone. The last time I ever hit a guy. <laughs> was that Cotazone? You didn't hit a guy after you got punched in the face? Uh, no, he ran away. All right. And I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, no, I was in drag. You're a stallion, not a cowboy. That's right. Um, you know. <laughs> You're just the horse upon so, which he rides. Sometimes you like to get ridden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, because, you know, I respect that about you. Which is why I'm so happy <laughs> that we're opening up a gallery together. <laughs> wow. That was a really weird transition. Um, but we are, yeah. Raphael Luz Gallery. Raphael Luz. Um, I think it's pretty obvious with my name being Celia Luz. Yeah. Why the Luz is there. Uh-huh. And we both work with light mm. and time. But maybe you should tell people where Raphael comes from. So it's my middle name. And that's um, it. There was no granddad or great granddad or I mean, slave owner. There were a couple granddads, uh, twice as many great granddads, uh, and twice as many again, great great grand. No, um, it's a family name. Yeah, so I'm like I'm like part Colombian, part Greek, part nine kinds of white, part Ninja Turtle, uh, part Ninja Turtle, <laughs> part Stallion. Um, and yet you you look more. Ethnic than I do. Yeah, it's weird, right? I mean, I'm 100% it's, Puerto Rican. It's weird when people say that. I remember, like, I had a Puerto girlfriend. Rican. I had a girlfriend and I, I met her mom. New York Rican? Uh, New York. New York. Santa Rican. Oh, yeah. Near to freaking. Um, near to freaking? <laughs> New York Rican. New York Rican's near to freaking. <laughs> um, <laughs> New Rican's the new black. No, I had a. I think that, like, the ethnic thing's funny. I mean, like, I had a, I had a girlfriend who was, like, super white um she's from pennsylvania i met her mom and then i went to work and her mom was like so after i left her mom was like oh he seems like a really nice guy but is he like you know ethnic oh <laughs> i hear that and like echo ethnic ethnic, ethnic? Is, she, is he like ethnic, ethnic? ethnic? and her response was great she's like isn't everybody aren't uh, we all we're all ethnic aren't we all? um we're yeah. also all immigrants yeah, man, there's like there's no original people on this. Did you read American Gods? Uh, by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I have not. Oh, you need Shame to. on me. You really, really need. Have I'm you a read huge American Sandman God's fan, actually. Um, Mirror yeah. Mask was amazing too. Mirror Mask was weird. I like the last time I saw Mirror Mask, I was like 15, and I was on mushrooms. Anything is fucking weird on mushrooms. Mirror Mask is particularly weird on mushrooms. Coraline is probably really scary on mushrooms. Ah, dude, I watched Coraline like... I watched Coraline it was on, I think, like, Netflix 
and I was just like, I was just like half asleep on the couch, and I was like, I'll just watch Coraline and go to bed. Um, and like, and you were like, I fucking woke I didn't up sleep all night. halfway through it, and I was and just sweats. like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's a fucking terrifying movie. I didn't read the book though. Um, the only Neil Gaiman I've ever read, so I read, um, I read American Gods, and then I've read some of the Batman stuff that he's written. So like, he read, he wrote, um, was it Who Ever Heard of the Cape Crusader? Mm-hmm. I think it's the one where it's like it's Batman's funeral. Um, and everybody does, like, a eulogy. Um, so friend and foe alike. Um, it's, like, it's really, really good. I really like Um, Kingdom Come. Didn't read it. That is not written by Neil Gaiman, (laughs) I don't think, (laughs) at all. Um... But most, most things it's are a really illustrated great. by Alex Ross. Yes, illustrated by the great Alex Ross, who was actually one of my childhood influences. Um, and it's a really, really compelling story. Somebody should make a movie on it. No, don't make a movie, Hollywood. You'll ruin it. Um, but it takes place in the future, and the Justice League are, for the most part, retired. Um, and they've aged. Even though they're still super. So it's like uh, and, it's like Watchmen. Uh, no, not so much. <laughs> um, or they like, just uh, retire. Dark Knight Returns. Um, yeah, I mean half the Justice League can't even age, right? I mean, like so, like Wonder Woman and Superman are still just. It's like, the future, future. You know, like later, later. Like way later. Yeah. Like way later. later. Okay. Like later, later. E. Anyways, no. so like. Yeah. Comics are amazing. Love comics. Love stories. <laughs> love art. Kingdom Come is friends. amazing. Comics are amazing. X Men's amazing. State of the Mingo is amazing. We we kind of new sucked. album coming twenty twenty. Yeah yeah new we're album. making a comeback. We sucked in the best possible way though. We didn't really suck. We were weird in the best that possible is true. way. I mean people showed up and really liked our shit. We were a lot of fun. Well and I people I we were good to get drunk to and wiggle at. Yeah, yeah, sometimes we'd wiggle back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, new single coming soon right there. New single yeah. coming soon. Oh, that's but why before, I hit a guy oh. in Corazon, because I was in drag, and no means fucking no. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, on that note, Celia, do you have any parting <laughs> on words? On that note, Taylor and I are opening so up awesome a gallery <laughs> um, called yes. Raphael Luce. Let's hear more about this. And <laughs> basically, there's no brick and mortar. It is an online gallery, and uh, we represent quite a collection of artists, varied ages, um, varied mediums. I would say we focus a little more on photography um, and contemporary and conceptual art. So we'll be rafaelloosegallery.com. And our long-term plan is to do four pop-up shows a year, each one in a different city. And our first show is actually in May in New York. Um, Oh, popping. Yeah. Thanks to uh... the Con Artist Collective and Joe Pinlack, we will hopefully (laughs) get this space the first week of May, which corresponds with uh, the Freeze Festival that happens in New York, which is a really big um, art fair 
it's an amazing time to be there. Lots of art, artists, people, collectors, love. You know, create, man, create. But lots of people in town for that time for good reason. Um, and it's not too hot and disgustingly humid yet. So that's our first show. It's 119 Ludlow Street. So Making if you're in New big. York, if you're listening to this and plan <laughs> if on you're being in New, New York, York in May. But we'll be in Santa Fe at some point in August, and we're still not sure about the fall. And if we get enough support from viewers like you, <laughs> yeah. we will hopefully be in Miami in December. Do, so. you, uh, do you have a place where our listeners can see some of your art online or my art you have any social media me. or a website or something well everybody can find me on instagram and twitter at at art cheesemo art cheesemo not a- machismo a-r-t-c-h-i-s-m-o <laughs> and uh celia loose dot my and to keep up with our gallery shenanigans and the artists we represent, don't forget about RaphaelLuzGallery.com. Yeah, our big launch is October. That's L-U-Z. L-U-Z, motherfuckers. I'm Puerto Rican. Spell it like you know some Spanish. It's loose. <laughs> Spell it like you know some Spanish. Yeah. Get cultured. <clears throat> yeah, Rafael too. Yeah, we're like, we're hella Spanish. I didn't even think about that. Hella Spanish. I don't know if We're I'm hella Spanish. Spanish. I'm, I'm probably a little bit of Portuguese, Taino, Indian. I'm a little bit of everything, man. This is the face of the future. Like, you can't see it if you're listening to this, but it's it's going to be a handsome future. <laughs> uh, where but can we find Stallion. pictures of your face online for our listeners? Yeah, where can we find your face, Tinder Taylor? Where can you find my face? <laughs> <laughs> my face? Um, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, I So, like, my art? Like my photograph, so like you can go to thetaylorosborne.com um, or on Instagram, I'm the underscore Osborne. Um, no. But I'm definitely a lot more extra. comfortable. <laughs> no vowels. No extra vowels. vowels. So OSB. Only the O's. R-N. Yeah, so I'm, but I'm definitely oh, more comfortable behind oh, the camera oh, for sure. Oh, oh. You would be hard pressed to find a photograph of me anywhere on the interwebs. False. I know several places. <laughs> Just go to Facebook and type in Taylor Osborne and take your chances. Yeah, you know, yeah. You gotta, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm friends with all of the Taylor Osbournes on Facebook. We have like a little group. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm totally serious. That's a cult. <laughs> that is so creepy. Taylor's a part of the cult. That's interesting, um, man. There's like, yeah, there's like. How do you uh, guys differentiate yourselves? Do you just call each other by your last names? Dude, they're so white. I mean, like, I'm definitely bringing the diversity to the Taylor Osborne Facebook group. Um, like there's this guy in Utah and then there's like this girl in Alabama. Um, oh, right. Taylor is most definitely a unisex name. It's a girl's name. That's okay. No, it's like, yeah, Taylor's one of those names. It's like Ashley or Or Brooke or Brooke or, uh, uh, Shannon. I'm like, come on, dude. You're not, you're not kidding anybody. Like it's a girl's (laughs) name. I've got a girl's name. That's fine. Corey. Uh, (laughs) Corey. Or is that a boy's name? It's totally fine to not assign gender to a name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that yeah, is sure. the lesson of this episode. <laughs> Thanks for uh, being Name on yourself. the show, guys. It's great to have you both. Thank you. It's great to be us. It was, <laughs> it's great to be here. <laughs> and it's great to be us. And we look forward to meeting all of you. Peace. Peace. Well, that does it for this episode of Ra Ra Room Radio Podcast. 
yeah, this is OG Willikers. That was Celia Luce. Make sure to check her art out. Make sure to follow her and Taylor Osborne's exploits on social media. I'll put the links in the show notes. And, as I promised, some fresh biscuits. The single off of Wolfman Jack's new mixtape, How to Berry. Oh, yes. <clears throat> that bass line comes in like... Oh, God. Yeah. Kit, Coder, Wolf, look. As God is my judge, may I fall into a pit Bumped over with a choke around my neck like a bitch Shit, that imagery's not escaping me I'm at my apex, vexed by the vacancy Ain't about to be compliant with complacency Sweet and savory, the illest rhyme bakery You ain't scathing me, though you call yourself a stepping razor All presentation, but none of the flavor Look, Guy Fieri would give his stamp of approval I'm gonna keep one of his frosted tips locked up for prenuptials Girl, that's worth more than a diamond ring and you thought you had a taste for the finer things Man, miss me with that catch me outside shit Don't need a meme team to prove I'm funny to vibe with, huh? But I do love a good knee slapper Or that ass if I'm trying to get that scream factor Please, I'm a freak in my spare time That perversion's just Asian like a fine wine People asking how I'm so gung-ho If I gotta stay alive, then I gotta run shows, please We wildin' out with a capital W All praise due to the cast that flow butter smooth Ain't that a trip? Pull the rug out from under you Walk with the team just to see how the gutter move We wildin' out with a capital W All praise due to the cast and flow butter smooth Ain't that a trip? Pull the rug out from under you Walk with the team just to see how the gutter move Just to see how the gutter move that a trip? Pull the rug out from under you And I ain't talking Nick Cannon preacher preacher shit More like some getting ripped acting Jack Reacher shit Like, you ain't got to drop on me, my man Clean your fucking loop, reiterate your time span I'm like the biggest meatball in the pasta bowl To put me down in one try would be impossible So you should take small bites at a time, bro Cause you don't wanna get choked up by my mind, though I rip shit through scripts or a time code I'm well equipped with some wit and some pine soul So I can slip the bullshit whenever time calls Third good Jenkins, custodian dick shit Ain't that a kick in the balls I can tell by your piss shift I'm a lance, you're assist I am Danzig, I misfit You can either agree, get done, to get this quick Wolfman at the table, he's the butt of the biscuits uh. We wildin' out with a capital W All praise due to the cast and flow butter smooth Ain't that a trip? Pull the rug out from under you Walk with the team just to see how the gutter move We wildin' out with a capital W All praise due to the cast and flow butter smooth Ain't that a trip? Pull the rug out from under you Walk with the team just to see how the gutter move